Welcome back to Modern Day Disciples, aka MDD, the podcast where we hear real stories from modern day disciples. My name is Kevin Bernaga. I'm the youth minister at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in San Jose, California. And my name is Ana Fuentes. I'm the youth minister at St. Anthony's Parish in San Jose, California. It's good to be back. Dude, we're back for season two. Season two, baby. I'm sorry oh for gosh. yelling in your ear. I'm sorry my voice got so high. <laughs> <laughs> 2020. Oh Happy 2020. Happy New Year, brother. Oh my goodness. Well, I felt like Drake and Josh there. <laughs> Hug, Hug me, me, brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. It feels so good to be back. It, it really. How was your break? I feel like it's been a long time. It was like maybe. What was it? Three weeks? Three weeks. Ish. It felt like years. I feel like we haven't recorded in a really long time. At the same time, I also we talked about this a little bit. I felt like we hadn't seen each other. No, it for was that weird, long. guys. In a long, like that was the longest that we've hadn't seen each other. That's the longest Kevin and I haven't seen each other since like since October, September. I feel like even over the summer we were seeing each other every week. That's true because of like because I mean and yeah. So like maybe since May. Wow. Like literally, guys, Kevin and I see each other every single week, and when we don't, it's weird. Like I think we. And had, so we, this was like three weeks. Yeah, there was like so. a. We were talking on the phone. Was it on the phone one time? And we we're all like, "Dude, I haven't seen you in a long time. I like, have so much to catch you up on." So, dude, what has been a highlight? I feel like we got to go with a couple highlights. We have to. So a highlight. So Christmas was great. Um, it was small, but like not. Okay, what's your what's your Christmas schedule look like? Like. On Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Tell, break it down for me. Is it a Christmas Eve thing? Is it a Christmas Day kind of celebration? For my family, we usually celebrate on actual, like Christmas Day. Oh, okay. Um, and so what we do is we wake up and then usually we watch a movie on Christmas, but we start off with presents. Aww. So we open up presents in the morning. Do you morning. watch a movie at home? No, we actually go to the theater. Oh, okay. So we went to, um, we open up our presents. I surprised um, all of them. I like to, I love giving gifts, not only just to give them, but I wouldn't give a gift that I wouldn't want to receive myself. Oh. Right. And so, and my sister was talking to me about this actually when, um, after, after Christmas. So I gifted her an, an, a new iPad. Okay. A new Kev, iPad Pro. I see you. She would go to UCLA. So I thought, you know, she could use it for like note taking and stuff like that. Um, I gave my dad hiking boots hey, because he loves going hiking with like my dog, um, Riley. For my mom, I gave her a new purse, like a Ooh. new, a new Look, nice leather purse. Little flex, yeah, little flex. flex. Oh, she loved it. So it was, Aww, it was okay. a great, um, it was a great morning. And then we went to watch the new Star Wars movie hey. at Valley Fair. How was it? I have not seen it. Sorry, don't hate me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I liked it. I didn't. I wasn't in love with it. Um, mm. I wouldn't go back and watch it in the theater. But I think it was a really proper way to end this this saga of, of star wars okay so yeah check it out i thought it was a good movie yeah and then oh. so after christmas we led into new year we celebrated the new year um well at first i went to a party on new year's eve and then after i left a little before midnight because i wanted to spend the new year with my family um, and so i made it just on time i made it around 11 45 um and we just rang in the new year the new decade Yay. Um, and january 1st was also my consecration day uh, which I renewed the consecration to Mary or to Jesus through Mary. Um, Dude, congrats! So, thank you so much. It was a thirty-three day process, and um, if for any of you out there that I know, we talked about it a little bit on Shay's episode, but um, I would highly suggest it to anyone. But yeah, so how that was a little bit about mine. Well, I gotta say one what? thing. So we finished our last season off with an episode that had a Q and A. One of those questions was Popeyes or Chick Fil A, and I think we have a little bit of an update. So Kev, right. Kev texted me, <laughs> Kev texted me uh, over our break 
and it was literally just a picture of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. And I was like, dude, you have to let me know. Like, what'd you think? What'd you think, Kev? So at, what do you want to know? Okay. For first, first question, Popeye's or Chick-fil-A? I would have to say after having the sandwich that I would choose Popeye's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I, cool. I would choose Popeye's. I know I, t- I said Chick Fil A in the last when we last talked about it. Yeah, but that's it. when he hadn't had Popeye's, guys. It's a, it's, it's good. good. It's really good, dude. The chicken's so thick. The only thing like that, double C thick. Like I feel. <laughs> the only thing I would say about it was that I wish it was spicier because I got the spicy Ooh, one. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I like the that. spice from the Chick Fil A sandwich more. So if there's a like way a to combo, like, yeah, I'd like take this from here. A little hybrid, exactly. That would be the perfect like spicy chicken sandwich for me. But it was really good. No, chick like Popeyes all the way, dude. What's good? What's good? Um. So yeah. So the break was really great it was really rejuvenating um i feel like with a lot of breaks or vacations it feels like it goes by too quickly yeah it feels like it it, it all passed by in a blink of an eye um it's not weird when we have like stuff to do and we have work it's so slow yeah i'm like oh my gosh it's it's, is it friday it's like tuesday (laughs) (laughs) it's been a long it's been a long year off and like you have nothing to do and you're just relaxing like time goes goes by by so quickly um but what's actually cool about this break is i think because i was present in each and every moment it felt like it lasted a long time. Mm. Like I felt like I was able to bend time to last longer because I was intentional about being present with whoever I was with. Um, And so Christmas, let's break it down. Actually it starts low key, like a few days before Christmas already. I was home. So I was home in Bakersfield and uh, a big tradition that we have is making tamales. Ooh, like what kind of tamales? Okay. So we, we we got, we got a spread. We got a spread. Um, Gotta have that variety. We, we do pork tamales, um, red pork tamales. We also do chicken tamales. Mm. Um, we do cheese, like nice. cheese and jalapenos. Those are my favorite. Ooh, ooh, that's spice. Ooh. <laughs> you can't put jalapenos in the other ones. I mean, you can. You could, right? But, like, that's not something you do. One time, I mean, that's true. I might get, like, some 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 flack from people for saying this but like one time when i was when i was a kid we made like really funky tamales where like we just took things that were in our freezer so we put like jalapeno poppers in a tamale we put mozzarella sticks like we just like went all hybrid how was it honestly it was delicious (laughs) i bet it was so good it was like something you'd get out of a food truck like Mm. we just like we're super creative with it um my mom was a little ashamed (laughs) she's like what are you doing she's like how did i raise you (laughs) Um, so we made tamales and this was the first year. I mean, I've been making tamales. I'm 25 years old since I was born. Like literally you start, you can't even talk. You're spreading masa on the oha. Like you are in there. And this was the first year I really dove into the entire process. So it started like the night before, like we spent five hours making the meat, seasoning the meat, making sure like, you know, that ish tastes good. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like physically sore at the end of it. We made hundreds, like Literally hundreds just of tamales. Just for you guys, just for the family. Just for the extended family. I mean, we got wow. a big family. Um, and so I was physically sore from just like, it's a lot of work. And yeah. I, like, I like really felt for like my tias and my mom who've done it for all these years and, and my grandma when she was still with us. Like, mm. it's amazing to carry on that tradition. Um, so that was definitely a highlight. And then Christmas Eve, we go to mass and then we go to my mom's family's house. Mm. Um, and that's always good seeing my cousins, extended cousins um so christmas morning um we do gifts with my immediate family and i stayed up until 5 a.m perfecting a couple gifts one was a gift for my sister which was a prank 
So what I did was I had two fake out gifts. Uh-huh. One was shaped like the gift. It was shaped like a Smirnoff ice. Okay. And so it was wrapped. You could tell that it was a bottle. And so that's the first <laughs> gift that I give her. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, like, here's a gift. She's like, is this an ice? And I was like, no, 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 no. You'll see. You'll see. It's not like that. It just looks like that. <laughs> she opens it up and she's like, are you serious? It was an ice. <laughs> And my entire, like, my brothers never laugh at my jokes. I'm going to be very clear. My brothers don't think I'm funny. They were laughing. And I was like, oh, let's go. Let's go. Brush my shoulders (laughs) off a little bit. And then, so, and then I was like, okay, no, no, no. Here's your real gift. Here's your real gift. I go behind one of our couches and then I pull out a gift. And it's like a decent sized box, maybe like the size of a laptop, but a little bigger. And I give it to her. I was like, okay, here's your real gift. She's like, okay. Like she doesn't think anything of it. She's unwrapping it. And I had a bunch of paper in there. So you couldn't hear that it was another ice. (laughs) (laughs) So she opens it up. She's like, what is going on? Did your brothers laugh even more? My brothers were rolling, rolling in laughter. I was like, yes, let's go. And then I was like, okay, okay. And then I go behind another couch. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, okay. Here's your real gift. And it's the size of a jewelry box. And I, she, I give it to her and it's, it's her real gift. And she opens it up. And on the little note, it says, LOL, you thought it was jewelry. (laughs) And then it says, like, turn over the card. And on the back of the card, I actually got a trip for us to go to Carmel together. What? Um, Yeah, so I got her a trip to Carmel so that we can go to the beach together. And I, my sister's difficult to shop for. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, like, having an experience that we can do together um, would be very cool. So I'm very excited. And she loved it. Um, It's actually funny because the gift that she got me, um, it was... It was a CD and I was like, come on, who listens to CDs? Like, why are you getting me a CD? I opened the CD and it's actually tickets to see Rex Orange County. Wow. And I love Rex Orange County. And I literally, like, I started tearing up. Like, my sister, like, I don't know. I think we both, like, did really well this year. We've struggled in the past with getting each other good gifts because we kind of make it a competition. Um, But it actually ended up being really, really fun. Um, But then the other gift I was extra stoked about was I actually got my mom an iPhone. (gasps) Like, I don't want that to come across as, like, a brag or anything. No, of course. But, like, I love my mom so much. And she's had, like, my brother's janky old phone that's not even a smartphone for, like, a couple years now. Maybe a a year. Like a flip phone? It's not a a flip phone, but it's an an Android. Oh, my gosh. Right? Like, (sighs) no, I just, I mean... To be honest, like we recorded a video and I was like, oh, I could post this on TikTok and it'll go viral. She yelled at me. (laughs) She like was mad. She was like, I don't want you spending that money on me. I was like, mom, like. That sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it was a genuine reaction because like she doesn't want us spending money on her. But at the same time, I'm so happy that, I don't know, like Mm. seeing the joy on someone's face, especially when like you put a lot of thought into it um it's not of it it's never i mean it's never about the money it's never about how much you spent but it's knowing that that person is going to appreciate what you got them mm-hmm. um and so that was wonderful and then yeah no it's it's good to be back in the bay i definitely missed miss this community up here oh i'm i'm, I'm stoked awesome, i'm stoked for this season you ready for this se- you rested up yeah you yeah let's do it <laughs> ani do you want to kick us off for the first prayer of season two dude i would love to in the name of the father and the son Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we know you are present in this room. We thank you for everyone in this room. We thank you for everyone listening. We pray in a special way, not only for this episode, but for this season. We pray that you continue to lead this podcast, that you continue to allow Kevin and I to get out of the way. We are very human, and in that is weakness. But we know that we are made strong in you, Lord. 
that when we rely on you and we use your words, that you give us strength, that you give us light where there is darkness. We pray in a special way for our guest tonight. We are so very excited to have her on the podcast, Lord. We know that she has shared your love across the country. We know that you have given her these talents to bring people to you, Lord. May you use her talents, may you use her charisms, her voice, her singing voice, and then the words that she speaks to glorify you, Lord, to bring people ever closer to your heart. We thank you. We come to you with gratitude, so much gratitude for this opportunity. We thank you for the blessings, the ones we thank you for and the ones we forget to. We love you and we thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Awesome. Drop that beat, though. And we're back with season two, episode one. Yo, season two. Dude, it's good to be back. It's so good to be back. It's been a long time. It's been three weeks. Since our since our wrap up for season one, but and I'm so stoked to kick it off with this with this guest in particular. Yes, definitely. Oh, by the way, ha- a- happy Happy New Year, Happy 2020. We're in the Roaring Twenties, dude. Also, it's the first Sunday of the month for this podcast, which means Praise and Worship Sunday. How exciting, dude! I'm hyped for this guest. So let's just jump into it. Let's just let's just introduce them to our guests. Yeah. So this person. She's She's currently a student. She is a student. She's a music minister. Ooh. All the way on the East Coast, dude. This is a cross-country podcast. Global. 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 Um, So without further ado, we have... Therese Nguyen. Hi, guys. Oh, my gosh. She's so cute. (laughs) Thanks for having me on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It is an honor. It is an absolute honor. Thank you for being here. Yeah, so Therese has a few roles in ministry at her university. Um, So, first of all, she attends Catholic University of America. Go. Go. cards. Go cards. Go cards. Oh, yes. she beat us to it. Go every school. <laughs> oh my goodness. So she is part of the core team for CRT, which is confirmation, confirmation. retreat team. It's off campus, correct? Yes. Um, so we go to different parishes in the Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., and we just like hold one day retreats for a bunch of confirmandi. Oh, that's so dope. Um, she's also inv- involved with the praise and worship and adoration on campus, correct? Yes. Oh, amazing. Prior to going to Catholic U. Oh, yes. What? Do you have a history here? Where did you Is start? Is this diocese? Um, I wonder. Uh, actually, St. <laughs> Francis of Assisi is my home parish. So What? Go peace. Um, <laughs> yeah, baby. Go yeah. peace. Um, I was a leader, youth leader here for, I think, like six, seven, I don't know. Six, years. seven years. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I started with Vacation Bible School, and then it went to Echo Leadership. And then after that, I join the young adult ministry here kind of echoes the actually. the junior high ministry uh That's yes it. can i tell you what's up the with Therese? oh wait sorry. not like oh I- dude please give me the like the lowdown on everything she probably oh won't tell gosh. us herself <laughs> yeah so i've known Therese since she was like a little like how old maybe like i don't remember the, i i first came to this parish when i was in like fourth grade so probably when i was nine <laughs> 
Jeez. Oh my gosh. So I met her when she was nine. <laughs> and how old are you now? I'm 19 now. So oh, so it's been, been, been 10 years. No, so, so I've seen Therese grow up and there was one time, there was one year that I think things happened and then she fell out of the, the ministry group. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just really had this urge to ask her back. Mm. Um, I, I recently got the position of, of youth director or had some responsibility with youth and I had the honor of choosing who coordinates the different programs. And for some reason, her name was on my heart for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, who can I ask? Who can I ask? But I'm like, it has to be Therese. So I remember it was out like, mass before mass or mm-hmm. something like that. And I pulled her outside and I'm like, Hey, can you, I know like you're not really into the ministry anymore, but would you be open to like serving as a coordinator for our junior high ministry? And she graciously said yes after some discernment. And um, it was one of the best years of, of our junior high ministry. And she she really kind of laid the foundation of our junior high um, group again because some things happened and this and that. But um, she was very vital to to where, how our ministry is today. That's amazing. Um, yeah, that's I had amazing no idea. Yeah. I a- mean, I I was also um, my co coordinator was Daniel Vu. That's um, right. And so I mean, I feel like that entire ministry year was really rooted in hope. So like you know the three theological virtues, faith, hope, charity. Um, but that year was really rooted in hope because um, I I just I guess we just wanted to grow our ministry again um, mm-hmm. because Echo was kind of low in numbers not yeah and also low in leaders and just the program itself um there was some there's always been something very special about um echo and like middle school ministry here at our mm-hmm. parish and i i didn't want to see it die out so that's awesome thank you so much and so we're it's still thriving it's going strong because of i'm um, so happy the dream and team so. and the god squad <laughs> <laughs> dream team and god squad tell me about that so um I I remember talking to Kevin because Kevin asked me at one point uh, at the end of my like senior year like who <laughs> I would wish to have on the um, coordinator team after me, oh. and so like looking at, around at the leaders, I mean shout out to all Echo leaders, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for the dream team it was the the year right after mine I was like hmm I feel like there are these four individuals for for leaders who um, really like impacted Echo uh, the year after I left. Um, and who were my dream team, they all eventually became coordinators, were uh, Matthew Brennan, Ethan Bao, Megan Fabricer, and Catherine Walsh. Mm. And so they were the dream team. And I was I was hoping that they would all say yes, or like Kevin would all accept all four of them as uh, coordinators. And it happened. And then that year of Echo just, it took off. It was a it dream was team. awesome. <laughs> Dang. And then um, <laughs> their year, after their year happened, Kevin called me actually or no no we were facetiming or something during the retreat Mm -hmm. and then you asked me okay so here are these these people that i've been thinking about um for like the team next year what do you think and so he mentioned the names alex chin uh gabe sanchez Mm -hmm. uh genevieve Nguyen, and julianne and the moment i heard all four names i was like yes a hundred percent i call them the god squad but they call themselves jag because, because the they're acronyms yeah it's yeah. it's like julianne alex gabe mm-hmm. and um jen so yeah. jag but you call them the, the god squad maybe yeah. that's why i haven't heard that really used yeah, around it's probably yeah. yeah so we would love to like obviously hear your songs get into your music but before that can we dive into your faith journey a little bit yeah definitely can we know first question for you how did you come to know our lord how did Ooh. you come to know jesus so 
I actually didn't really come to know know him until later on in my life. And like, um, even though I come from a Catholic household, so I was mm. born Catholic. Um, okay. I have an amazing mom, an amazing dad. Um, my si- siblings, we're like, apparently like the Nguyen siblings here at SFOA. Like we're, we're known as the yeah, Nguyen we, siblings. We, we heard about you. Really? <laughs> <laughs> we heard about your family. Yeah, so... Um, there's me and then there's Genevieve mm-hmm. who I love she's an amazing sister um, and then Savio who's also a really cool brother um, and then there's Gianna who's like the smallest in the family she's like a whopping 11 years younger than me so yeah it's, honestly I didn't even know you had a third sibling really gonna be real honest here yeah. just me and Genevieve I knew of you Genevieve and Savio oh okay okay um he's all three of the older siblings so me Genevieve and Savio we've been a part of ministry for like a while now Um, it's been a hot suck um but Gigi has yet to enter like how old is she she is wow okay I can do math I see she is eight yeah she um yeah she just turned eight in September so Mm. yeah little one yeah she's a little (laughs) one but she's really smart oh Oh, so smart yeah she wrote an entire like page of notes on like what it meant to do like neurosurgery or something because she was watching a video and she just like took down notes uh, based on it and my mom sent me photos and she was like we have a little college student in the house and I was I was so surprised and they looked like legit notes too and then she drew a picture of a cloud with rainbows on the back so that was like neuro yeah like brain like like literal literal notes yes or in, it, in like, Ooh. messy second grade handwriting. Oh, but I like, see. I was expecting, like, no. MLA <laughs> format. Well, yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, no, wow. but she's, yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I come from that family. And uh, we're also, like, super musical. So my parents actually met through choir. Um, mm-hmm. And they went to the same one. And then... Uh, at a church. Like yeah. A church at, choir? At, it was actually in this diocese, so St. Maria Goretti. Shout out to St. Oh. Maria Goretti Parish. Um, they met in this choir called Dum Thum, mm-hmm. and um, uh, they dated for like a year or something, and then a year later they had me, and two years later, Jen, and so on and so forth. Wow. Yeah. So um, each of the siblings play an instrument, so I play piano, uh, Genevieve plays harp, Savia plays the violin, and Gigi plays the cello, so we have like our own little yeah, band thing band. going. Yeah. 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 Um, um, and then I guess my music, my music life and my faith life have been very like, um, interconnected. Yeah. Uh, since I was younger and, uh, I remember like, so in terms of my faith life, I was like that one kid who was like the know-it-all, you know? Um, I came to VBS here one year and I remember Mm -hmm. a friend of yours uh, named Kelby was in charge of theme and, (laughs) I was that one kid who was like, I know what the Our Father is. <laughs> or, <laughs> oh, I, you were that kid. Yeah, I was the kid who was like, I know the order of the Nicene Creed. Like, <laughs> it was, it was. She's I, a freaking nerd. <laughs> I know. I was such a nerd as a kid. I mean, I still am, and I'm proud of it. But like back then, I was very like out and about about it. Yeah. So, um, but the thing is, even from like a small age, I knew of him. Mm. Um. But I didn't know him. Like I knew how to talk about him, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to talk to him. And that was some. That was a big thing that has been a like a reoccurring problem for me in my faith life and in my faith journey. Um, and it's still a struggle for me at times because, um, well, yeah, it's just easier to know of him than to actually know who he is. Um, 
Where do you think that, like, I mean, not that, I don't want to call it a problem because I think it's great to know about our Lord and mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. be versed in that way. But where have you found that to be a struggle or, like, where maybe does it, like, come up the most? Um, it really comes up the most uh, in, like, leadership because I firmly believe that you can't give what you don't have. Mm. Um, and if you don't have a personal relationship with our Lord, how are you supposed to share how to do that with Others. the younger, yeah, yeah. With, with the youth and with other people. Um, so it's hard. Um, I really like the broken vessel analogy that like John Kellett and um, John Monongdo and like Father Brendan have mentioned multiple times. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you, how do you, how do you see God? So like, do you see God as like, more of a father figure, more of a brother, more of a friend, more of a mm-hmm. homie. That's how I see Jesus. We're homies. Um, how do how do you, how do you see your relationship with Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, he comes to me in different ways. Like um, he reveals himself uh, through a lot of different things. So like um, I see him a lot in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, one particular instance that I remember, and this was probably like the moment that I like really figured out how to like experience the presence of Christ rather than just to know it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was during uh, my first echo retreat ever. So my first uh, middle school youth ministry retreat of all time, it was the Avengers retreat in 2013. Oh wow. And I remember it was, I think it was during like the second workshop on like the Saturday that we were there and they did a nature meditation kind of thing. And we were sitting outside and for some like really weird reason, I like, I started crying like I just started bawling like I didn't understand it because I'm not or back then I wasn't like a super like emo kid I was very happy-go-lucky <laughs> I I laughed I, I was like the type of kid to just like smile, smile. at everything mm-hmm. um but for some reason I was crying and I was the only one and I felt really weirded out by that and after the meditation ended I just remember sitting there in the silence um and and just like you know, I don't remember exactly which verse this is, but there's a verse, I think it's like in the book of, I don't remember. Producers. But it's 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 12. Mm-hmm. And it says, after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And um, in that like instance, uh, the Lord was revealing himself to Elijah through like the... A whisper like one mm. of the smallest like most almost insignificant ways but I guess that's what I experienced when I was on that retreat I remember just sitting there and then I felt like this wind and it for some reason calmed me and I stopped crying mm. and I, do, I don't even remember why I was crying in the first place but it I think that was my first like quote-unquote encounter with Christ mm. um so he reveals himself to me through nature a lot and just like the awe and wonder and like beauty of like you know his creation yeah it's it's incredible especially when i go to like retreat sites it's it's amazing um (laughs) sunsets too sunsets are awesome yeah um i also definitely see him in the liturgy so like in the eucharist um and also something that like i've begun to notice is that seeing him in the eucharist and seeing him in other people have like kind of 
they've meshed together in a way mm. um, because now that I'm on the East Coast, it's like I don't get to see my family. My family isn't like my church family, like you all um, as much because I'm over there and not here. Um, and so something that John Kellett and also Robbie Ocampo and many other people have been saying um, before I left for school again were, um, were things like, uh, I'll see you in the Eucharist, right? And I really took that to heart, and I have begun to notice that not only do I see Christ in the Eucharist, but I see um, other people through him, and then also I see him through other people, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so those are the many ways that um, Christ has revealed himself to me. Uh, but you know how, like... <laughs> So in order to maintain like a friendship, right, you have to keep in contact with the friend. You have to keep talking to them. Well, everybody knows I'm a really bad texter. Oh, <laughs> and I, me too. Can't relate. Right? Can't relate. Amen. <laughs> wow, Amazing. look at a podcast I, full of bad texters. Yeah. Woo! It took us forever to like plan doing this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just like I'm really bad at responding. Um but I feel like I'm the same way with Christ sometimes. Like, mm. he'll be like... <laughs> wow, wait, that's actually kind of profound. Yeah, so like, sure, I slide into the DMs, Daily Mass and everything. Yeah. But um, there are other times where I feel like I'm not really like sitting and listening to him or I'm not really present in the moment talking to him. And because I can't maintain that conversation with him, um, there's been a lack of communication on my part. And there's this like barrier that I set up because he's always there he's always reaching out to me but I I set up this own barrier because I'm just like I can't return your call right now I can't return your text right now or I can't like give oh, you wow. I can't give you an email right now like Dude, I can't this, get out of it <laughs> I feel like I relate to that hard so I think the reason that metaphor connects so much is because I am a terrible texter like literally oh I don't know how many how many unread texts do you have are we really going to talk about this right now I have right now. I wait. I have fourteen. Oh no! How many do you have, Therese? I actually don't have any because I've been because I've been on break. I've been better at like. And Anna, how <laughs> many do you? I have one thousand one hundred and ninety-nine oh. unread texts, not emails. Unread texts. Texts. Yeah, this is awkward now. Uh. <laughs> the reason I relate to it so much is because. I know that I'm a bad texter and when people try to get in contact with me, I'm not always responding. Like I'm literally the person that unless it's logistics or you are one of like two people in my life, sorry to everyone else, like I'm not going to text you back. And so the father, like you're saying, pursues us like someone who's trying to get a hold of us would mm -hmm. text us, calls us constantly like, hey, I'm here for you. And we are putting our phones on do not disturb like we could like i and maybe that's a cheesy metaphor i don't care but like it makes sense because we have the opportunity to reach back out to him and we're choosing not to and like it's absolutely our choice again we have free will to pursue christ pursue that relationship or not no but like i totally I, yeah i basically put my relationship personal relationship with christ on hold for like a mm -hmm. while like i do not disturb for a while um and like it it went because freshman year was when i first started doing um echo junior high ministry as a leader mm -hmm. and then 
things just kept happening and like I put my own I so the break that you were talking about the break that I took from ministry yeah. um a while ago and uh it was I think the problem that I had that year going into it was uh, I was going into it with this like sense of pride rather than like actually doing it out of a place of charity mm. um, because I I was like, oh, wow, I'm a coordinator now. I can do all this to like help change the program. But I wasn't really thinking about it in terms of like this is going to be helping the youth. It was more like, oh, this is something that might like benefit me in the end or it might look mm. good on the resume as a plus or like mm. something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think the Lord really like knew that that was like at the core of why I was doing it. And so he, he sent, cause because I had been leaving him on do not disturb, he sent me a huge, like, <laughs> Ooh, did he send you like a, a yeah. really long text? K- kind of similar to that. Basically what happened was I was involved in the middle of like a very like disrespectful kind of like back and forth between me and the youth minister at the time. Mm-hmm. And, things did not end well because we weren't communicating because what we were communicating was um, actually very good. It was like we were advocating for the youth, but we weren't doing so respectfully. Mm. And so things kind of fell apart and um, I was asked to leave along with my other two um, co-coordinators at the time. And I chose to just kind of step back from ministry for that year. And I think that year really opened me up to this idea of, Hey, like, why am I really doing this? Um, and it also made me miss Echo a lot because there was something special there that I had I hadn't realized or that I hadn't found in anything else so far. And um, in retrospect, it definitely was like the person of Christ through the community that I was in, but I didn't realize it. Um, and then the year that Kevin um, asked me to come back, I uh, discerned about it. I like prayed about it and in my heart, even though I was really scared to come back because I thought I was still doing it for the wrong reasons, um, I accepted. I said yes, and I came back, and I um, served for that entire year. And there was just a lot of chaos and noise going on in my life. So, again, I put Christ on Do Not Disturb. Um, and I it went back to, like, me helping with graduation, uh, me going to, like, a new school because I was at Excel Middle College. Yeah. Um, and then... I was like teaching piano on the side. I was helping out my family with different things. I was like leading Echo. Um, and we also had like Echo Retreat coming up and then my aunt's wedding. It was just like all these things all at once at Kate. the end of my um, senior year. Mm-hmm. And so all this chaos was going on and like I I wasn't really talking to Christ at all. I was talking about him through Echo Retreat and all that, but I wasn't really talking to him. Mm-hmm. And I think Christ at that point knew I needed to put the brakes on my life literally mm-hmm. um and so um some of you have heard this story before but basically i was uh driving my little littlest sister so Gigi, who um at the time i think she was like six or something or was she yeah i think she was six um and we were driving and um i was driving to a piano student's house and i hadn't eaten enough i hadn't slept enough um it was really an amalgamation of a lot of different things but um eventually what it boiled down to was me passing out at the wheel um and I only came to after I felt like the rumble of my car on the sidewalk and it was just moments before our car uh hit a pole Mm. and it was really scary because I remember just smelling like smoke and like seeing like the broken mirror and glass and um, hearing Gigi like screaming in the backseat. 
And like my first thought was not for my own like welfare or anything. It was just get Gigi out of here, like get yeah. Gianna out of here, make sure she's okay, make sure she's safe. And like I, I got out of the car. Thank God, like we both got out of there with no injuries. We were rushed to the hospital, but like no injuries except for like seatbelt um, bruises. bruises. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah across um, Gigi and my like um, yeah. And so, uh, something that like miraculous that kind of happened with that though was that I remember we had this little like rosary um and we hung I hung it on the like mirror that's above like the review mirror and I remember specifically that day for some odd reason like a lot of people pray before they drive but on that specific day I remember thinking like I have to pray for safety like I have to like I just had this gut feeling that I had to pray specifically for that car ride of the day. Mm. It was really strange, but I did. And um, after the car accident, we the car was towed back to our house and it was totaled. Like it just, there you could see where the pole had rammed into it, like just inches away from the actual steering wheel. Wow. Um, and we looked all over the car for the um, rosary, but it wasn't there. Like it just, it was gone. Disappeared. Yeah. And I just feel like, it was not only like a second chance for me, but it was also a huge wake up call because um, the Lord was saying, you are going through a lot right now, but you need to be still and be with me and be here, be present. Um, And so uh, there's actually like a song that I wrote for around that time um, because I wasn't feeling too good about myself I was like why would I put myself in such a situation like with my sister like this mm-hmm. um why would I go to such lengths to do something like this and so um that's how the song uh, take me as I am came about and actually funny enough the first time I um played it was at DYR 2017 no 2016 16. 2016 and that was the first time I met Robbie mm-hmm. so um uh, Brian de la Cruz, shout out to Brian de la Cruz and shout out to Robbie Ocampo. Um, uh, they were two of the people who really like kind of, oh, and also John Kellett that year. Cause he, he started my love for like liturgical, um, music and, um, praise and worship too as well. But, um, Brian was one of the first people to introduce me to this concept of like writing for the Lord, like writing music mm. for the Lord. And then he was like, he introduced me to Robbie cause Robbie has been doing this for a long time right and he's also something somebody that uh, Brian looks up to and so um I remember like playing the song and then not really like understanding the gravity behind like the words that I was saying because it hadn't hit home yet okay but like in I still use this song for like personal prayer because um it just it's it's a song of personal surrender and like just asking God to take all of me, like to, to accept me for like who I am, what I am right now, where I am right now. Um, and yeah. I mean, I do want you to get into to your song um, and share mm-hmm. that. How, I, I, but I do have a question. How was it coming out of that car accident, especially knowing that your sister was in the car? Like, was it, did you find it difficult to forgive yourself? I mean, how was the aftermath of that emotionally, but also like with your faith? Um, it actually personally strengthened my faith because I 
even though I was like in the middle of that, I, I could realize like God was really working through not just like the miracle that happened, but like also like my family members, like for, I don't think I've seen my parents cry like that in a really long time. Um, and then I also like emotionally it wrecked me um, because I spent the next two weeks just like not forgiving myself at all. And I, I just kept crying because every single time I looked at Gianna, I remembered it. Um, and I like couldn't sleep at night and stuff. But after about two weeks, for some reason, it just like kind of faded to the back of my subconscious somewhere. And it eventually will come up again in my faith journey. But for the like during the end of senior year, I was so caught up with like everything that was happening. And then also the summer was about to happen. So like all these things like DYR and VBS and like all these fun things, these um things that bring a lot of joy were happening. And so I guess in a way helped like reduce the pain a lot mm. because um, I was just so grateful for like having been through, like having survived that, you know? Amen. So, yeah. So should we get into your first song? Okay. Um, so yes, this song was written from um, high school me standpoint and I wasn't like super happy with myself mm. uh at the time so it's it's a lot of questions um but they they do eventually get answered within the song so this is take me as i am Take me as I am 
Please take me as I am. My heart is in your hands. Take me as I am. Lord, please take me as I am. My heart is in your hands. My heart is in. Dude. Oh my gosh. That Please. song, Go like, on. I think, I mean, you sh- you shared your inspiration for the song, but it felt like it was so vulnerable. And to, to come to the Lord in, in, in all of our vulnerability and all of our flaws and just like, take me as I am, like, there is nothing more pure than that. And that was so very apparent in the way you sang it in the, like you were placing yourself at the foot of the cross. And I, I could, I could feel the emotion in the way that you sang that. And like, I'm not saying this to gas you up. Like it sounds like a voice of an angel. Like I, no, like it, yeah. it, it sound, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Kev, but it sounded like that was like recorded in a studio. Like, I don't, like, I'm having a hard time comprehending how that's possible other than the spirit working through you in this moment and, and while you sing. Like, Therese, how old were you when you wrote that? Um, I was 15, 16, 17. I don't remember. It was probably when I was 16, though. Wow. That's, like, actually insane. Without you, there is nothing. What is it without, without you? Without you, I am nothing. nothing. Without, without you, you, there is nothing. nothing, and yet here I stand. So take me as I am. It's such, the, it's it's the purest form of prayer. Mm. Listing all of the things that you feel are wrong with you, that maybe life is just like thrown out, thrown, like thrown you down, you know? Sometimes life can, can <laughs> kick us down, but just realizing that, you know what, like through it all, God is there. When I fall and do so much wrong, you still let me through it all. Mm-hmm. I think that just that's what struck a chord in my heart. Who can I ask you? Who are some of your musical inspirations? Like who inspires you musically? Secular, non secular. Who are some of your favorite artists? Favorite songs, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the people who inspire me are people that are like really close to me, actually, and or like people that I've personally known because I find it hard to relate to people that I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And so, um. I mean, of course, I have like musical idols like Tori Kelly uh-huh. and like um, <laughs> Tori Kelly's amazing. Uh, and then Sarah Bareilles and everybody who's like, you know, up there. But like I also really um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Robbie Ocampo, uh, John Kellett, John Monongdo. All past um, guests. Anna Brown. Yes. I see. Yes. So like people in the diocese. Oh, actually, Robbie Ocampo is not a past guest, but I, I have heard ah yes that is the key word yeah um also like leslie i remember like watching her as a six-year-old at this parish or, no not six-year-old no i was six when i came to a mass here yeah but she was playing for mass and i saw her and i was like whoa i want to 
be like her. And just I to, be like her for everyone day. out there, Leslie's um, the music director here at St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah, shout out to Leslie. Any any like namers on like Caleb or anything like that? Any? Oh, um, I really like Audrey Assad's music. Ooh, okay. Audrey Assad. Um, and then I've been told by Robbie that I sound more like my writing style is very much like um Brooke Ligerton or is it Fraser or something? It's she. Brooke she Fraser. Yeah, yeah. She She's was a part um, of Hillsong. Hillsong. Mm-hmm. Can I ask what what is your writing songwriting? style, style process like, yeah process what's process? your songwriting okay. process is it is do you, are you inspired by scripture are you inspired by by things that you see people anything like that um a lot of it comes from a very like it's a place of struggle it comes from a place of struggle mm-hmm. but there's also i i found that i can't really write unless i'm in front of the eucharist in some way shape, really or form. yeah wow. so um this is another part of so three things that have really like pushed my faith life are uh, there's a quote, uh-huh. a place, and a gift. Um, okay. So the quote was actually from my philosophy teacher, and um, she said, uh, "What was it?" She said that because um, I was looking very inward, and I was I was looking at myself, and I was like, I looked at all my flaws and insecurities, and I was just not happy with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, "Well." if you turn your eyes towards, or if you look inward, then all you see are, is darkness and um, you're looking for God in the wrong place. Because if you're looking for God within yourself, then you're just, it's selfish, not selfless, and self and love is selfless. Um, and so uh, when you look towards him though, when you mm-hmm. look towards God and you look towards the person who created you and you look into his eyes and you see the reflection of yourself in his eyes, that's how you know how worthy and how loved you are. Wow. And um, that re- that's really resonated with me. So that's the quote. Mm-hmm. The place is adoration. And not just any adoration. Like, I love praise and worship adoration. It's been a huge part of my life. But solemn adoration. S- silence. Yes. Mm. In the silence. Like, sacred silence. Um, so sacred silence speaks volumes. It really does. And it's so, like, oxymoronic. But sacred it's, silence is it's so wonderful. loud. I found that the Lord speaks to me the most through sacred silence. And so mm-hmm. that's, like, a place where I can, like, really write stuff. It's, like, where inspiration comes where like thoughts and ideas and like words that rhyme end up coming into play so it's really weird um but really cool and i like i don't know it's just something that's happened and then um the last is a gift and uh that one gift was actually originally meant as a gift for somebody else um, what do you mean so um if you guys went to my MSDYR breakout, you guys know who this is. This guy, um, I don't remember if he was named Kyle or Jeremy or whatever. Kyle. Freaking Kyle. Kyle. You guys the other one was Jeremy. Jeremy, Kyle. I think so, yeah. It's so that you remember both the names that they chose. Because <laughs> you asked I, everyone, like, choose a name. Yeah, yeah, because, like, I, I just, I don't know. It was interesting that you guys chose no, those it was names. hilarious. Yeah. Freaking um, Kyle. I, for, to protect him and to protect his, like, you know, because he was also in a really hurt place at that point like i don't i don't want to this is at catholic u yeah this is a catholic u so this is a person that i met through praise and worship adoration actually um Mm -hmm. he was a pianist there and like um being me being the freshman person who's like never been in a relationship before i decided like hey maybe i should look for you know somebody like to be my you know partner in life and like or somebody that like companionship yeah so somebody to trek with me to the summit and I thought Ooh. this. Wait, you just you brushed over that. Can you say that one more time? Somebody to trek with me to the summit of holiness. Wow, Ooh, <laughs> something <profound>. that found. <laughs> it's it's an image that like a lot of people in this diocese have used, and like I really, I really, mm. I really like that image of mm. like you know trekking with someone to the summit mm-hmm. of 
of holiness. Yeah, to the heights. I haven't heard that actually. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and so I thought this guy was going to be the person. Yeah. You know. And Jeremy. yeah, so we'll, we'll call him. What's what's a mash between the names Carol and Jeremy? Ke- or Kyle? None of those are good. <laughs> uh, Kyle, middle name Jeremy. Okay, cool. I'm Kyle just gonna Jeremy to Robinson. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But basically, Kyle was like he. I thought he was like super cool to hang out with, and like yeah. th- things were going well. Like we were going out and like we went to a Goodwill together. It was kind thrifting? of thrifting. Yeah, we went thrifting together. Well, it was kind of fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then things started going a little weird because he was, he was very overdramatic about a lot of things and he, he kept doing this whole like on off, like hot cold thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I introduced him to a friend of mine cause they both really like Marvel. And I thought this was like a really good way to like, you know, have the, him meet my friend group. And then also like, you know, stuff like that. Oh no. But, um, he, Basically, how things went out is that he ended up hurting me. Um, he essentially like cheated on me. So Jeremy essentially cheated on me. Mm. Um, and it was I'm sorry. it like at the moment I didn't really it didn't hurt me the way um, I thought it would. Like I I wasn't I actually wasn't surprised. I was really? more, yeah I wasn't surprised because I kept thinking in my head the entire time we were like to quote unquote together. Mm-hmm. Um, he had never officially asked me out. <laughs> so we kind of were just yeah we kind of just a thing yeah. Um, and like while that was going on though i i i was also doubting myself a lot cuz i was like am i enough like why does he not like me why yeah it made I you self yeah. self question mhm it question i questioned myself a lot and also at that time like my prayer life wasn't as strong because i just transitioned to CUA and so like it was just this brand new environment school was like at the forefront um and then like also everything that was going on with Kyle Jeremy Robinson yeah um <laughs> and I don't know it it made me look inward and so that's where my philosophy professor gave me that like you know and then um he was going through a really tough like time and so I decided to use my gift of music to like help him and so I wrote a song for him after yeah. he hurt you no this was before he hurt me oh man so yeah and then he ended up hurting me with yeah and just it was a very complicated situation but mm-hmm. essentially what happened after that is that I decided to just like back away because he was, um, he, he was very, it was very emotionally draining to be around him Mm -hmm. and I just didn't feel like myself. And so I backed off and, um, but even though it, it made me really sad to do that because I really did care for him at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do love him as a brother in Christ. Like I, I'm still praying for him. Like I have my fourth decade of the rosary specifically for people who have like hurt me. So like I, I offer it up for people who have hurt me. Um, and like, he's one of those people. Um, so wow. yeah. You pray for the people that hurt you. You dedicate one decade of the rosary for people that hurt you. Yeah. There's That's one for my family. There's so awesome. one for like financial matters. And then there's one for vocations and then people that hurt me and then all souls living and dead. Oh, yeah. wow. But essentially that gift that I like, gave him that song um ended up helping me later on so after he had hurt me i was like spending some time like just not feeling myself like i i just didn't like where i was in my life and i was really depressed there was a point where i didn't want to get out of bed like i Mm. literally did not want to go to school could not get out of bed um during any of this time was did you ever think about like your relationship with god or 
or your faith? I did actually. So that entire week, I remember just like going to adoration, like solemn adorations on Thursday nights Mm -hmm. over at CUA. And so I like went there and I I stayed there the entire time and I actually stayed longer. And then there were other days where there wasn't adoration going on, but I would like sneak into the chapel and like sit there. Um, So I, I was coming back to him, even though I felt, I didn't really feel him. Like I, I couldn't, I could see him in, like I said, I've said this before, but Mm -hmm. I could see him in the Eucharist. I could see him in other people. And um, I could see him through nature and all that and the many different ways he reveals himself to us, but I couldn't see him in myself. Mm. And so I was looking inward again um, and I got lost in that and I was trying with all of my heart to like run back to him. So that was my way of doing it. Wow. Yeah. So would you like to share this song with us? Sure, yeah. So uh, this song is called It'll Be All Right, and I wrote it for my friend Kyle Jeremy Robinson, but it ended up as a song that like really helped pull me through, so here's how it goes. You may be Oh. 
is my f- can I just say yeah that's and I think we were talking about this like while you were playing but that's my favorite song and I, I literally turned to him I was like that's my favorite song and I go me too <laughs> and we just fist bumped <laughs> um, no it really is like sometimes I'll be humming it just randomly while, you, oh while you're in school gosh. like throughout the year and I think sometimes I mean how who's serving <laughs> as our producer mm-hmm. rob had to leave um how always plays like the intro like at mass <laughs> or like whenever we're sound checking and then immediately when i hear the intro the i'm just like oh now it's gonna be stuck in my head forever um but what i love about this song is that it's a song of hope um mm-hmm. and Amen. it's just it just shows that no matter how how down life gets you that it it'll be all right because we have uh, we have god you know what i mean i relate at a very personal level Mm. i think i relate to your songs more than any other like music minister that i've heard in this diocese that's no that's no negative towards them they're all great songs yeah they're all wonderful songs but your songs speak to my heart in such a powerful way like you know okay so you know how you hear a song Maybe you discover it on your Discover Weekly on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, this person has felt exactly what I felt. Like, this song was written for me. Like, this song, like, they, it knows my heart's desires. It knows when my heart has been hurting, mm-hmm. the, the pain that I felt. And when I hear this song, that's how I feel. Like, that you were writing directly from my heart, from my innermost thoughts, my innermost feelings. Yeah. Like, that song... I mean, there aren't words. It's it speaks volumes, and like I just feel like that's so rare to connect with such a deep level. Like I, I, it blows my mind. It blows my mind that you were able to write that. Like it sounds, it sounds as if it could be, I mean, written by a professional Christian artist. Mm. Like that is the level at which you are writing. Like. What I really appreciate about it is that it's it's just so raw and vulnerable. Like there's no there's no metaphors, there's no thing it's like legitly exactly, like yeah. it's like it's talking to to you like it where it's where a conversation we? with Christ. And can I also just say, I was thinking about this while you were singing, how beautiful your voice is. Oh my gosh. There's just there's there's something about it. It just so I don't know. It's so okay, so this might not like I'm, I'm going to try my best to describe it. It almost sounds as if it's been like tuned in a studio, like it's not, but it's not auto tuned. It's, it's pure. It's a pureness. It's a very it. pure voice. Your voice it is sounds very effortless pure. too. Oh my gosh. Thank you. But it's beautiful. No, it, it's, it's also the way that you sing it and you sing it with so emotion, with so much emotion and so much passion that, um, it captivates the heart. And so, yeah. Thank you, and thanks be to God. <laughs> thanks be to God. So whether you know it or not, thanks Jeremy, Kyle, or Robin, Kyle, Jeremy, whatever yeah. his name is. Um, 
I, I mean, don't regret what happened, like meeting him at all, mm-hmm. because he taught me a lot about myself and what I'm actually looking for in um, somebody who I want to like, you know, trek to the summits of holiness with. And it's funny how God works that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I forgot to like preface this entire thing by saying like this, this entire podcast or like my faith journey is mm-hmm. literally just a combination of Christ putting like people. people in my life at the perfect time. Like it's, I don't really think of it as my own faith journey just because it's been influenced by so many different people. Mm. Some of whom are sitting in this very room. So I, I definitely relate to that. I think I'm, my faith journey has just been a cultivation of all the people that have influenced my life in such a way, whether positive or negative, it's you learn, you know, you learn and you grow and you just get stronger in your faith. And it's just finding those people that will continuously build you up, you know, and keeping them around and just growing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Thank you for, for singing the song. And um, I know I'm going to be definitely playing this over and over <laughs> again in my car. I'm still stuck on that song. Mm-hmm. I, the lines that I was reading over and over again were, you may be wandering with all your hurt all the pain and the questioning of your own worth. Ooh. Like, if, if any of you know, like, my, my faith journey or, or, like, my own, like, my deepest hurts and my deepest insecurities, one of them has been my self-worth of, like, I know we talked about this last season on... On the wrap-up. On the wrap-up of, like, I, I question my self-worth. I question if I'm good enough. Like, I've always, my entire life, since I was in high school, I've questioned if I'm good enough, if I'm, if I'm enough for my friends, if I'm enough for my family, if I'm enough for God, like, I remember, especially in college, feeling like, yo, God loves people, like, God, like, not a doubt in my mind, like, God loves you, God loves Kevin, God loves everyone in this room, Mm. but, like, I would still question, does God love me, like, am I enough for him, Mm. like, I'm trying so hard, but I, I don't know if I'm enough, and so the line about, all the pain and the questioning of your own worth is just so real. And I'm like trying to keep it together because it just, I mean, it hits different. It hits really hard. But then after that is, is the bridge. I will believe and trust in your plan for me. And it repeats. I will believe and trust in your plan for me. That even when it hurts, even when we're questioning everything we know, our own self-worth, our own place in this world, our purpose, if we're even meant to be here, that I will trust in your plan for me. Trust and believe in your plan for me. And that and that's that's where the faith comes in because that is a leap to to question and to doubt and to be fearful, but to still believe, to still trust, despite the fears, despite the doubts, but, but despite all of that, the pain and the suffering, to trust and believe. Like this song meant so much to me before this podcast. And I think even in this moment now, even in where I am in my life right now, it means even more. And I just want to thank you for that. Like, thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. Like, your words and your charisms through this are connecting me with Christ in in, in a way that I have no words for. Oh, (laughs) thank you. Seriously, thank you. I'm so grateful that this song is like, touched you the way it has because that means it's doing its work it means the spirit is doing his work can i ask you what um you've been doing obviously music for a long time Mm -hmm. um music ministry has been i mean your whole family 
was is yeah. musical. <laughs> yeah. So how how did you go from just learning music like theory mm-hmm. and just how to play to mm-hmm. really knowing what praise and worship is all about? Um, so it all started with me taking a break actually from classical piano. So I learned classical piano up until I was like in fifth grade or so. What time? Did, or what time? Uh, what age did you start? I started when I was five. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So I was playing like you know, Alfred's books of piano music and then Suzuki and like, you know, leveling up whatever up until like fifth grade. And mm-hmm. then I took a break because my parents couldn't find me like a adequate, a teacher? worthy piano teacher. Uh, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, Very and I was, it wasn't even because I was good or anything. It was just like, they thought I wasn't learning anything with the previous teacher, Okay, even though I was, but it, it, it's like like later on. It, they thought you could yeah. be learning more. Mm-hmm. They thought I, I could be learning more classical. And so they decided mm-hmm. to just like keep me at home and like teach me piano on their own. And then also like have me play for church. And so when I was in seventh grade, I ended up playing for the 830 AM morning choir here. Wow. And I played, I think it was like Wednesdays and Fridays or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like I played like that all the way through like, because I was homeschooled. And so I, I did that all the way through um, eighth grade year. Mm-hmm. And then I would come back during freshman year because I went to EV for high school and then excelled to college for like junior and senior year. So I played for uh, morning mass. And then uh, after that, I began to play for echo retreats. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like, I don't even think I was actually playing playing. I was just playing chords. I was okay. like, oh, that was not a chord. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing chords like, oh, wait, hold up. You guys will know this one. Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lord, so um, I would play like Lord, I lift your name on high and things like that. But it'd be just chords. And then I don't think it was un- up until I met John Kellett during mm-hmm. my first year, like serving for music for DYR that yeah. I really like it really hit home what praise and worship meant. Because I, I went to a breakout by him and he talked about what praise and worship was and like the difference between praise and worship. Okay. Um, I still can't explain it very well okay. but yeah i was about to ask like yeah, so yeah, what yeah. is praise and yeah so to it, you? um from what i remember i hope mm-hmm. i'm not like misquoting or anything mm-hmm. but from what i remember uh praise is basically like you saying like hey God, you're amazing you're great you're wonderful you're all this and that um and then and then uh worship is when you truly like center it around christ and have this element of the eucharist in it because the eucharist is like the highest form of prayer it's like where heaven meets earth and so if you have that at the center of it you are truly worshiping because god is at the center of what you're doing so you can say all these things about god you can you can use your music for all you want but if you don't have christ at the center of it if you don't have love at the center of it then it it doesn't come to anything it's just praise Mm. yeah so i i think that's what he said but but what what do you think it is, in your own words? Um, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so praise and worship. S- say you're you're sitting at the piano, you're doing mass, mm-hmm. and then or you're or a retreat, and you're playing, and then a participant comes up to you, mm-hmm. and they're like, like I love all this praise and worship, but but what what is it? Like what is it about? Mm-hmm. If they're asking you, what if would you they say? were asking me, um, I would honestly just say praise and worship doesn't even have to be music really it just has to be you doing um this is very reflective of saint therese of Lisieux because she's my patron saint but doing everything with love so out of love and yeah i mean 
you know, they say in the Bible that God is love. So, like, if you do everything out of love, you're doing so in his name. So. Um, I I love that. I love that way of thinking about it. Definitely. It's beautiful. Follow-up question. Mm -hmm. How did St. Teresa of Lisieux become your your patron saint? Would you consider her your favorite saint? Mm. Um... Actually, yes, I do have kind of a bias for her. Um, and uh, the way that she became my patron saint is I'm actually named after her. So Therese is... Are you really? Yeah. So Therese without the accents is... Therese. Or w- with the accents is Therese. Yeah. Um, and uh, my parents actually... What happened was her relics were passing through the area in like 99, I guess. Okay. It was like the... It was... Yeah, it was the year before I was born. And like my mom was already like pregnant or whatever. And so she um, found out that like... Her relics were passing through the area. So she went to visit and she was like, if our child is a girl, then we'll name her Therese or Therese. Mm. Um, and then I I remember, I, I don't know if my parents actually figured out or like they took the ultrasound to see if I was a guy or a girl. Um, <laughs> or if they were just surprised. I, yeah, I don't really remember. I re- <laughs> yeah, but um, well, I mean, they named me Therese. So here I am. <laughs> but yeah, she is probably one of my favorite saints because she's just, Everything about her her life is just so relatable because it's it, she lived a very simple life, but she did everything out of love. Um, another quote that she she's still working today. Like she's had a huge impact on like big decisions in my life. Like she's given me roses for big mm-hmm. decisions, like going off to high school or going off to mm-hmm. a certain college. Um, but like I I don't know. I just love the way that she lived her life and. Um, I also love her mentality of like, it's all or nothing. Um, Because I, I really love giving more than a hundred percent for everybody who knows me. They know like I'm, I I like it's, it's all or nothing with me too. So yeah. Wow. Music ministry is not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. How do you handle moments of feeling doubtful or fearful when it comes to either writing music or performing music or sharing your music with others how do you wrestle with that um a lot of it is just I'm gonna just do this now like I'm just gonna let the spirit take over because sometimes majority of the time when I'm playing I actually don't know what I'm playing like I I honestly genuinely do not know what I'm playing Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of music ministers can attest to this because it just feels like your muscles are doing the work for you. <laughs> like um, Robbie once told me something. He was like, I feel like the more I play for the Lord, the more he reveals things to me um, on the keys because Robbie plays the piano. So I remember when I was younger, I used to play like this for Open My Eyes. So open my eyes, Lord, mm-hmm. help me to see. Yeah. Basically, the gist of it was I did not know how <laughs> what I was playing or what I was doing. But over the years, I ended up like gradually just like kind of learning how to do all that Mm -hmm. and then like I don't really think about it I get into this weird like zone where I'm just kind of like it's a really weird out-of-body experience it's like you're like a vessel for the spirit you put your keys you put your hands yeah pretty much yeah I I just kind of let it work like I don't know how it works what's the difference between what you just played and how you play now well how I play now is uh (laughs) gosh I don't 
hear yeah. a difference. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like night and day. Yeah. So kind of over over the years of just maturing and growing in your faith, you mm-hmm. kind of just learn how to. Mm-hmm. How to and I just I think that when you're in your when you have a talent like that and you're like you're in your element, um, and you can just let go and let God, mm-hmm. um, that's I feel like that's a God given gift, and that's just so. Absolutely. And I'm so happy that you were able to your parents also helping you with those piano lessons and um, being able to cultivate and to like really grow it to where you are now and now that you're really i mean you're an amazing musician amazing singer amazing songwriter and you're able to use those gifts to to lead people to christ i mean you were telling us before the podcast that you you help at adoration at cua um, adoration do you play for mass there I do. I do. Um, I play for the 9 p.m. predominantly. It's mm-hmm. on Sundays. It's like the last math mass of the weekend. So, yeah. And part of CRT, do you play at, at CRT? Yeah, so, so I, I play for the retreats as well. And, like, I also, like, plan and coordinate the music behind that. Um, yeah. So you're really using your gifts to, to praise our Lord. And I'm to doing my to best. Yeah. That's amazing. Dude, her, her humility is, like, admirable. Yeah. Inspiring awesome like every time Amazing. we every time we compliment kevin <laughs> every time we compliment her she's given credit to god every single time yeah if you guys go back on this episode every single time she she's pointing it back to christ mm-hmm. and i think that's what we are called to do as ministers yeah. and you are such a testament to that and i think you're inspiring us and you're inspiring people who are listening right now thank you shall we get into your last song Sure. Um, so this song is based off of um, my current relationship with Christ. Actually, I recently did a um, my Marian consecration. Oh, or renewed it, renewed it, renewed it. Yeah. What's your feast day? Um, it's the uh, Immaculate Conception. Oh, but this year it fell on December 9th December because 9th. December eighth was a Sunday, and so um, I actually renewed it with Ryan Bow, and like we uh, oh we just gosh. finished. <laughs> But uh, we just finished our Mary- renewing our Marian consecration. And I've recently also been like getting a lot closer to our Blessed Mother mm. just because I feel like she's such a wonderful role model for Amen. the faith and for women in general. Um, yeah. So, yeah, holy queen. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, I've been trying to, you know, get closer to her and to like really understand um, where like, ha- like she's just such a powerful intercessor. And I yeah. like, I want to have a better relationship with her um, so that I can, I don't know, better my relationship with his, her, her son. That's amazing um, to both of you. Um, so would you care to share your final song with us? Sure. So this song is called uh, My Soul Proclaims and it's based on the Magnificat. So proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit sings to God. For he has looked kindly on my lowliness, and has blessed me in all generations. For he has done mercy is everlasting 
of the lowly. The Lord is with you. He has cast pride down. Hail full of grace from its throne. Blessed are you, for he has shown his might. Hail full of grace. He has exalted his servants. The greatness of the Lord and my spirit sings to God For he has looked kindly on my lowliness And has blessed me in all generations That might be my new favorite, though. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I freaking loved it. It's a little different than your other other songs. Yeah, for sure. Oh, shout out to Jenny for um, singing. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> like the entire vibe is different. It really is. Um, I wrote this from a place of like joy. So a very a place of where I'm like spiritually now. I'm not as. Um, I'm not. I'm not as in a place of desolation as I mm. was before. For most of my songs, I write them from a place where I'm like really not, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm farthest from Christ. But here it's more like I'm on that journey yeah. closer to him and I'm like just writing this as I'm going. Like yeah. I know where I'm headed now. Ooh. Before it was just kind of, I was stuck and wow. this was just where I'm at and I was asking the Lord to meet me there, but now I want to keep going. And this is a song that um, I wrote from a place of, happiness and joy so i yeah. love that it's a song about our lady dedicated to our lady mm. because there's not many praise and worship songs out there with that um i mean you have hail hail holy queen you have hail mary gentlewoman but um no i was seriously just gonna say that is that you can listen to caleb you can listen to different um christian contemporary artists and you, they're all well and good don't get me wrong but there's something about like that's why like growing up especially when i was in high school because i didn't know i didn't know that there was um like catholic christian music i grew up listening to k-love and would hear all these songs and like youth mass we had really wonderful songs but mm -hmm. i remember like the first time i heard sacred silence oh, and yeah. it talks about mama mary i was like what yo what isn't uh, the line in their gentle mother or something yeah, like that? yeah. peaceful dove like, there, it just spoke to my heart in a different way. And I think that's what this song does. Because it references our Mama Mary. Like, you don't get that with, with most just Christian contemporary artists. They don't talk about Mary. Yeah. So as we are back with season two. two, 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 two. We are back with 200 deep questions. questions. <laughs> Kevin's my echo tonight. Um. So... As you guys know from previous episodes, what we do is Teresa will give us a number between 1 and 200, and we will ask her the coordinating deep question. Teresa, mm -hmm. pick a number. Okay. 14. 14? Mm -hmm. Any specific? Yeah, there is a specific reason behind it. So uh, 
<laughs> um, and not only is it my birthday, but okay. it's also seven plus seven or like three plus four plus seven. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> oh no, I'm scared now. I no, can see Anna's <laughs> reaction, and I'm like a little. Um, but it's three plus four um, and plus seven. Mm-hmm. But like um, those three numbers have like a special like signification in the Bible or whatever. Okay. So three means heaven, four means earth, and like seven means perfection. And so heaven yeah. plus earth equals perfection. Heaven plus earth equals Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is perfection. I don't know. That would be a really sick tattoo. <laughs> Three, four, seven. That would be a cool, really cool Like tattoo. really subtle with that explanation. Mm-hmm. We were laughing because um, it's funny because Ryan's here. So and, Okay. <laughs> and the question is, I'll let Kevin read it. So the question, number 14, how do you feel about sharing your password with your partner? I'm down. I mean, I, I don't have, <laughs> an, I honestly don't have anything to hide. Mm, so are you saying that people that don't want to share their passwords have things to hide from not necessarily oh. not necessarily but i'm just saying like for me personally like i i wouldn't mind like the i i don't know i just i don't think it's a huge deal i, I had my phone without a password for the longest time ever mm-hmm. and the only reason why i changed it is because Gigi figured out how to open my phone oh. and then she'd take it and play games <laughs> and so my parents didn't want that so i had to like yeah i had to sense. change it mm-hmm. makes sense thank you so much therese for kicking us off for for our first podcast of season two yeah honestly i don't think i could be more joyful having her as our first guest of this season and plus a praise and worship and your songs oh, are dude, dude they speak to the heart yeah I think especially kicking off 2020 Mm -hmm. with this kind of episode and and just praising our Lord and and getting vulnerable um, with with where we are in our faith journeys. Thank you. Thank you so much. What a great way to kick off kick off this year, this season. Yeah. Um, And can I just say since I don't know, I've just I don't know if I'm getting sentimental or I'm just like I I was taking pictures throughout this podcast, but. Um, I mean, I've, I've known Teresa since she was nine, like we said in at the beginning, but I just want to say for what it's worth, I'm so proud of you, of how far you've come and how much you've grown as not even just a, a music minister or a leader, but, um, how much you've matured in your faith and just grown to this beautiful daughter of God that spreads his love. Um, there's nothing more that a youth minister would, would want to ask for than, um, just seeing, just seeing people like you and you inspire me so much. Um, and you're the reason why you know us youth ministers do what we do amen um to see to see fruit like you right um so yeah thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for having me on this podcast i'm really grateful to be here so um is there anything you would like to plug um your social medias how people can get in contact with you if they would like um Mm -hmm. any maybe social medias of the ministries you're involved with go ahead and shout them out okay so i am still on facebook so you can probably find me. It's Therese Nguyen, T-H-E-R-E-S-E-N-G-U-Y-E-N. Um, I'm also on Instagram, so same uh, username, but like my thing, my at, the at thing. Um, at Therese Nguyen. Yeah, it's at Therese's Pieces. How do you spell that? Um, so it's T-H-E-R-E-E-S-E-S. I think it's, there's an underscore. Okay. P-I-E-C-E-S underscore zero zero. And also, if you're look, if you're having a hard time looking for it, look in our post on um, our MDD. And she will be tagged. <laughs> she will be tagged on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I also have there. a music account, and it's called Flight of the Hearts. I don't post as often, um, but it's 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 on Insta. It's like my other thing. It's kind of like on the download. Like, I know Road Road David follows it, and like Whoa, Daniel Naranya. This is brand new information. Yeah, but it's it's Flight of the Hearts. Like 
as in like flight of the bumblebee but with heart so you guys go follow Therese at Therese's Pieces. Um, Flight of the Hearts will also be tagged on our Instagram. So follow her music account as well. Oh, follow Echo if or SFOA Youth Ministry because I, I still consider SFOA my home. Still so. repping. Mm-hmm. Still piece. SFOA. <laughs> Um, so we do not have a listener testimony this week as it was praise and worship, but this new season we are still accepting listener testimonies. You can submit those on our Instagram page with the link in our bio. So that concludes our first episode of season two. It's going to be a long road, ready? And we back. And, and we, we back. back. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. This has been Modern Day Disciples. Make sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at MDD Podcast. You could also follow us on Twitter at MDD Pod. Happy Sunday. And get your booty to church. church. Bye. Wait, you're still here? Why are you still here? Season two when you're still here? I guess so. <laughs> this is weird, guys. Yeah, this is kind of weird. I did miss this, though. I know, mm. me too. Okay. Get your booty to church. (laughs) Bye.